0: So, as Karen said this morning, Mother's Day is just such a special day because it just gives you an opportunity, I think, to say what we really should be saying all year round. But Mother's Day, if you don't get to say it for the rest of the year, it's a good opportunity to catch up. Today, before I start, (laughs) I... I just felt that intimidation is just, there's something about intimidation. I don't know where, I don't know why, but if someone here today is having an issue with intimidation, right here, right now, I want to just pray. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Oh, Jesus, we just love you. We just love you that you are here Whenever we need us, Lord God. And right now, right now, in this place today, whatever that issue of intimidation is, whatever it is that's worrying someone here today, I just break it right now in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. I take authority over it right now in Jesus' name and bind it right now. Thank you, Jesus. It is finished It is finished. Whatever it is, it's gone. Take it from me, and it has gone. I feel it's gone. (laughs) It has gone. So we can get on with our lives. We can get on with whatever God wants us to do because no longer are we under that intimidation. No longer. Zip, zero, finished, gone. Today's a new day. It's the first day of the week. And it's the first day that you don't have intimidation in your life. Amen? Amen. Okay, now I can get on with it. (laughs) Mary and Martha is the story in the Bible that I absolutely love to look at. It's from Luke 10.41. And Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things, it says in 10.41. Mary and Martha were two sisters who were different as night as day. Martha was a picture of the perfect hostess. She loved to entertain company, of course, so long as you rang in advance. And she had the menu sorted out. She was a type that would have had bell magazines on on a coffee table. And had designed a coffee table, that, not just a normal one. And which would have overlooked her better homes and gardens, backyard, you know, everything, not even a leaf out of place. The Bible doesn't tell us this, but her, ma- her name might even have been Stuart at the end of it. You know, the Martha Stewart in America that has everything just so? I reckon she was be pretty, pretty close to her. But does that ring any bells, girls? Hmm, not with me. <laughs> Martha is a perfectionist, and yet she's her own worst enemy. Again, any bells, ladies? She sets expectations that she can never meet. She's never able to completely rest and be content. Life for Martha is always an unfinished task because when you're a perfectionist, you never finish because you've never got it quite right, aren't we? Well, girls, they crucified the only perfect one. You're never going to get there. Don't waste your energy. So on the other hand, Mary, Martha's sister, is not much into the hostess scene. It's not because she doesn't like hosting people. She actually loves people. But that, you know, matching cup and saucer bizzo, it's not really her thing. Mary's more interested in conversation than the menu. When you drop into Mary's house to visit, she's just as likely to get you to make the tea. Actually, that's a bit like my house. Mary just takes life as it comes, and material comforts and hostess graces aren't as important to her. One time, when Jesus was at the home of Mary and Martha, Mary broke a very expensive bottle of perfume. And she anointed Jesus with it. It was oil and she just anointed him with it because she thought, well, let's do that. That's in Mark 14, 3-9. This was an expression of Mary's love and devotion to Jesus. Some of Jesus' disciples became infuriated at her for doing that. That Martha, and Martha was there. And I'm not sure that Martha wouldn't have agreed with them. I think she would probably have chipped in with the disciples as well to sort of say, yeah, Mary, you're a bit extravagant with that. That's a whole year's worth of stuff here you're using. You know, if you had done the right thing and put it in the right place and did this and did that, it wouldn't have happened. In Luke 10, 38-42, we discover an occasion where the stark contrast between these two sisters occurred. And it's quite obvious. Mary sitting at the feet of Jesus and Martha, well, she was busy with the serving. Mary enthralled us as she uh, Mary is enthralled as she sits at the feet of the Savior. Martha was enraged as she busily paces back and forth from the kitchen to the living room. Who's seen that situation played out where the the some one person sitting there and the other person sure that the eye contact happens i have too actually i've been a victim of it <laughs> so martha was enthralled she sits by the by the by the feet and um, this this sort of behavior kept going on and on and the bible tells us in verse 38 that martha welcomed jesus into her house this visit doesn't appear to have been planned because of the short notice there wouldn't have been. There'd be lots of things to do, wouldn't there? Because who knows when people drop in for dinner? It's not as easy that in those days there wasn't any microwaves. What would they have done? How would they have planned? There's no. You can't just zip it in the microwave and defrost it, can you? So Martha welcomed Jesus into her house. This doesn't appear to have be planned because of the short notice. There'd been lots of work to do for the dinner but on the table. It didn't take long for Martha to become stressed and angry at the fact that Mary, where was she? Sitting, doing nothing. Martha, she was the pacer. So Martha directed her angry words to Jesus, who's done that before as well. She's essentially saying, Lord, if you really cared about me, you'd rebuke my sister. She's doing the wrong thing. She's sitting on her fat rear end while I'm here, pacing up and down, trying to make eye contact, and you're not listening. But who knows what Jesus was thinking. Had nothing to do with the pacing, did it? He wasn't even on her side. He was saying, you know what? Sometimes it's not about the pacing. Sometimes it's not about the food on the table. Sometimes it's not about even the conversation. Sometimes it's just about the heart. Where do you want to be? Do you want to be sitting there with the right clothes on and the right table and the right chairs? and the, Or do you want to be at the feet? Do you want to be sitting down where you know that you're supposed to be? But Martha, when she she was ordering Jesus around and basically telling him what to do in anger and frustration and resentment, and sometimes it comes out in a controlling way when people don't act the way we want them to, We want somebody else to straighten them out, don't we? Because it's their fault. It's not us. We're doing the right thing. We're doing the work. But it's their fault. They're not doing what they're supposed to be doing. It's easy to focus on Martha's apparent frustration and anger, but I want you to consider her in a different light. Martha's not really a bad person. In fact, she's probably the type of woman that's dedicated, and she's a doer. And I can just imagine that she's the kind of woman that probably seldom complains, seldom misses the details. You know, the person who crosses the I's and dots the... Wrong way around. Crosses the T's and dots the I's. Instead, this is a story about maintaining a much-needed balance in life. It's a story about the need to recognise that we are human. We stumble and we fall short. It's a story about being human and how we desperately need to realise just how human we are. It's a story about setting priorities and making the best choices in life. In, li- in life, who knows that we're not usually confronted about with being cho- having to choose between good and bad. That's not usually very difficult, is it? And we usually make the right choice, usually. Usually make the right choice when it's just good and bad but what happens when it's best or better sometimes it's a it's, it's a good choice or a better choice a good choice or the best choice that's a little bit more difficult isn't it because there's not there's not really a wrong choice but if you choose to go down this path that's a good path. But if you choose to go down this path, that's the best path. And it's not always easy to see the difference, is it? In this instance in Luke 10:38 to 42, there were two important things to, there were more important things to do than housework and preparing supper. What Jesus desired was not dinner, but devotion. Martha was worried and troubled about many things. Martha's worried and anxious heart wouldn't find rest in serving, trying harder or doing more, but by sitting at the feet of Jesus and finding rest in his presence. Did you hear that, people? Sometimes it's not the right thing to do to do the stuff. It's the right thing to do to sit and rest at the feet of Jesus. How do you know the difference between choosing what is good and what is best at any given time? You have to examine your life below that superficial and outward appearance. Because sometimes on the surface we might seem okay, might we? We've got everything going on. Pastor Mike uses an expression that sometimes when you're a bit like a duck on the water, on the top you look quite okay. But underneath your little feet are going and you're going like crazy, aren't you? But sometimes that's what we're like. So we have to look past the superficial, look past the surface to what's going on underneath in our lives. If only Martha could have stopped long enough to see herself as Jesus did. That's what we've got to do, isn't it? We've got to look in the mirror and not see what we see. We've got to look in the mirror and see what Jesus sees. Then she could have seen that her life was filled with, busy- with busyness. But inside, she was actually running on empty. Her life was one of frustration and distractions. Her calendar was filled with activities and engagements. All good things. It's not like she was going night clubbing or something. She was cleaning the house but she was missing out on the best things in life, wasn't she? Jesus was saying to Martha, Martha, you know what? You're actually not superwoman. You need to slow down. You need to, oh, I know this is almost like a swear word to some of us, reprioritize your life. Martha was caught up with many, which many of us are snared in today, the performance trap. That seems to be a catchy phrase, but I think almost all of us succumb to that at some time in our lives. In Martha's mind, she had to do it all. She was always setting expectations that she could never meet. If the truth be known, Martha was probably, didn't really like herself very much. She couldn't accept herself, and as a result, she couldn't actually accept others. What Mary knew and what Martha needed to know was that in a devoted relationship with Jesus Christ, God's unconditional love and grace are experienced, and we are actually set free from the performance trap. That's what it's about. It's about that relationship with Jesus Christ. It's about taking time out from all the stuff to actually have that relationship with actually sit at his feet and actually get to know him, what he would like you to do. Martha needed to know that she wasn't superwoman, but you know what? That was actually okay not to be superwoman. Martha needed to know that what we so desperately need to know today, and that is that in Jesus Christ, we're set free from a life that seeks only to please others. And as a mum, I know how hard it is. I have three children and six, five grandchildren. I keep saying six, five grandchildren. I oh, know. <laughs> I told a woman in the shops I had six grandchildren, and Dave was very confused. <laughs> He's like, "What did I miss? I missed the birth of a grandchild." So, um, so yeah, and so I know that it is very difficult not to get wrapped up and not to get into that whole pleasing thing and trying to spread yourself so thin. But we are set free from a, that life of trivial pursuit and emptiness because that's all that it gets you is that empty feeling. Sitting at Jesus' feet, doing what he would have you to, gives you the fullest bestest feeling and when you know that you know that you know that you're in the will of God you do not want to get out of it and it is an amazing amazing feeling but you've got to take yourself away you've got to take that time out and as mums and dads it's a terribly hard thing to do I know how about you is your life filled with purpose and peace or does it look a little bit more like Martha's life stressed and frayed When you accept Christ, then you're able to accept yourself and become empowered to accept others. There is good news for the bedraggled, beat up and burnt out. I'm talking to myself here. That good news is that you can experience God's rest and acceptance today. So where do we get started? Number one. First, recognize that you're a human Like all humans, we fall short, don't we? In Romans 3.23, it says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We can't make it in life without Jesus Christ. His grace, which is amazing. I think there's a song about that somewhere. And His power. Even Martha needed Jesus. Second, give Jesus Christ complete control of your life. Sometimes we sit on the surface with Jesus, don't we? We kind of do the lip service bit. That, oh yes, I'm saved. Oh yes, I know Jesus. Oh yes, He knows me. I know lots of people, but it doesn't mean that I have a relationship with them. Does that make sense? We're not talking about knowing Jesus as in knowing who He is. Lots of people know who Jesus is, but we actually need to have a relationship And in order to have a relationship, we actually need to spend time with him. We actually spend time in his word and in quiet, peaceful time, just one-on-one with him. Simply said, don't try to be superwoman or superman, for that matter. But let Christ give you his peace and his rest. Jesus' words still ring true for us today. The Message Bible, I think, says it really well. In Matthew 11, 28 to 30. Are you tired, worn out, burnt out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. Do you want to get your life back today? It says here you can do it. He says, I'll show you how to take a real test. A real test, a real rest. Walk with me and talk with me and work with me watch how I do it learn the unforced rhythms of grace how awesome is that then the next bit I won't lay anything heavy or ill fitting on you so all that stuff that we're carrying around and that we have on our backs all that baggage he didn't give it to us it's not from him so do you know what? Get rid of it. It's simple, isn't it, when you put it that like that? When when you actually get down to the Word of God, it's not that difficult. We just need to follow the instruction book. And this is, I i really had to go over this a couple of times and think, well, that's too easy. So if he didn't lay anything fitting, ill-fitting onto us, it just says, keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Freely and lightly. That's what it said. I've even put it in red in my thing. It actually says it. Look it up. Matthew eleven twenty eight to 30. So if you'd like to draw a line in the sand today and make a decision to give Jesus complete control of your life and rest in him today, as I said earlier is the beginning of the new you. It doesn't have to be that you're burdened. It doesn't have to be that you're surrounded by turmoil, as I said earlier, intimidation. That's gone. Today is the day that we can say, this is it, it is finished, a new chapter of my life starts from Mother's Day 2013. Amen? If that's you today, we're going to pray with you. I'm conscious of time, so we're going to close today right now and we're going to pray with you. If you are in a situation where you want to move forward and you want to be lighter, if you want to learn to live freely and lightly, today's the day. We can pray. Today is the day that you. And guess what, girls? It doesn't say anything about food. And you can be lighter. How cool is that? We don't have to diet to do it. We can do it. Just look at the word. It doesn't say about calorie counting or anything. It just says, "Give it to me," and that's it. Okay. So we're going to close the service today now. So if there is anybody who would like any prayer. Um, And we will have the encounter team coming forward and then they will be able to pray with you. And we've got the offering box as well. I'm so glad uh, Karen's here. If the stewards would like to bring the offering box, we'll pray for that first. This is a really good way of doing it, isn't it, with the offering box. And if you weren't prepared last week for for your outreach, you can actually pop it in the offering box on the way through. Father, we praise you and thank you for this offering box. Father, we just thank you for each and every giver, Lord God, and for those who give online, Lord. We just pray that each and every giver, you will just bless them in abundance, Lord God. Lord, for these offerings and these tithes, Lord, we just pray that you will just multiply them, Lord God, and have them distribute the way you would have them distributed, Lord God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Lord we just praise you and thank you for this 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 wonderful occasion Lord it's Mother's Day. Lord we just think of the mothers that aren't able to be with us today Lord God. Lord we just pray for each and every one of them Lord that they would just have your peace, your comfort, your strength Lord God. Lord for your healing touch to be upon each and every one of them Father. Lord that they would know that they would know that the hand of the living God is upon them. Lord in each woman that's here Lord whether she's able to have her children near her, Lord, or whether she's not able to, Lord, we, we just thank you that you are the comforter, Lord God. Lord, that you can comfort each one of them, love them, and strengthen them, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. So, thank you, Pastor Mike.
1: right, Carolyn? Can I adopt your mum? <laughs> she can Come make my bed. <laughs> That's great. And, you know, the truth is that there's a Martha and Mary in all of us, isn't there? You know, at the end of the day, we all have to wrestle with the issue of doing and being. And I've had to work that out for myself. I'm still learning that, that... Uh, Ultimately, somehow, I am better when I'm at the feet of Jesus than when I'm doing all the stuff. The stuff needs to get done, and all that, but we are human beings, not human doings. But so often the emphasis is on being a human doing rather than a human being. Uh, there's a little video up on the internet called uh, the "Artist Sketch," something like that, and it's quite interesting. Uh, little piece where they bring in uh, these different women and they've got to describe themselves to an artist so the artist can't see them and so he's just responding as he's sketching these ladies out to the verbal cues and information that the person's giving them and so um, there's this uh, image made of these girls as they go through this description then they get another person who's a friend and a friend of the person, they get them to actually describe their friend. And so the artisan has to make exactly the same sort of sketch, but using the friend's uh, feedback of what the person looks like. And then they, then these ladies are brought in, and they're actually asked to look at the two different photos, the two different sketches. It's quite incredible, because the one that the person describes himself is actually always significantly less attractive, less nice. I mean, whatever nice or attractive is, they've always... And then when they see the sketch of what their friend described them, you know what, it actually is more accurate to what the person really looks like. It's actually a more accurate image. And uh, and there's, these girls start to see this, and they start to tear up, and they start to see, I mean... And we fight that, don't we, all the time, whether we're male, whether we're female, that sometimes... Our self-view is very bad. Yeah. I mean, I, I I am very nervous that one day you'll actually all find out that I'm just faking it. Because, you know, I come and I do my absolute best, but the truth is I, I struggle. I have self-doubts. There are times when I'm angry with God. There are times when God doesn't talk to me. There are times when I fail. There's times when I have a terrible attitude about different things. There are times if I could do it, people would die. And you could just find that out. Oh, you probably weren't surprised at all. But <laughs> and your self-image is so crippled by this world that tells you that you're a failure, that you're no good, that you'll never make it, all that sort of thing. In there. And yet, I wonder how God sees us. Because even the people around us see us better than what we see ourselves. So what i found is when I'm in the presence of God, as difficult as that is to sit at the feet of Jesus, I find a tough thing to do. But somehow I am recreated in that environment. And I start to see myself as He sees me. A son of God. A child of God. Accepted in the Beloved. The soul of the earth. The light of the world. All the things, more than a conqueror, the one who has faith to even overcome this world, I start to see what God sees in me. It's amazing. And he's in you too. You know, we don't have a box anymore that carries around the glory of God. You know, um, uh, Harrison Ford took that back in that movie. You know, we lost it back then. You know, we've lost it there. You know where the tabernacle is now? Hey. Scary, the tabernacle is right there on your two feet. You carry around in your presence the life of God inside of you. God's glory, God's peace, God's joy. So it's a wonderful thing. So we're going to have the uh, team up and we'll just uh, close with a happy song. Uh, I am getting more requests for happy songs, but there is a classic. <laughs> But we will do, um, it's Mother's Day. So, mums, what do you want? Happy days? Oh, I love all the mums already. (laughs) So we'll have happy days. (laughs) It's been a real privilege that you've come to gather around God's Word and God's uh, people today. And please stay. We've got donuts. Eat the hollow ones and you don't get so fat. And it's all to a good cause. We at this stage have raised, I think, about enough money for 60 beds. And so Elisha will actually be here in about two weeks' time. What we want to do is actually present him the check for every bed, for every one of those orphans. And that will be just a great, great outcome. So God bless you for your generosity and uh, for actually being involved with that. So let's stand and rejoice. And if you're a mum or a dad, it's just not a mother. You know, if you've got a bit of a Martha running around inside you and you're male, I I acknowledge that. Sometimes we have to learn how to be still. And, you know, the real risk is what Carolyn preached was so simple you could miss it. So simple that you could miss it. But it's as easy as that. Making a decision to put God first and to rest in Him changes your life, changes your insights. So more than I could hope of, dream of no, that's messing it up